Hello, amazing people, and welcome to my show, Life Gone Real. I'm your host, Rana Deanne. This show is about real life situations. We'll chat about relationships, marriages, family, kids. We'll have love stories, heroic stories. I'm hoping you'll be inspired and encouraged when life has gone real for you. And just know you're not alone in this crazy world and life. We're all going through something. I'm going to be very open and honest on this show. I'm so excited you're here joining me on this journey of life gone real. All right, everybody, and welcome to another show of life gone real. I'm really looking forward to my special guest and having an amazing conversation with her. Her name is Leanne Lusko, correct? Did I say that right? I know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or you can also yeah, find her sorry. at, you can also find her at Leanne Marie on Instagram. She is a life coach. She is certified in NLP and TLT, and she will describe those to you because I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but she, um, she is a really, really great woman. I'm very inspired by her story. Um, she's a life coach, but she's also come out of a pretty crazy, um, you know, relationship that she was in that I think possibly some of you people out there have been in men or women. And we're talking about narcissist relationship. And that's, that's really deep. And that, that's right there. I just said it, right? It's uh, pretty, it's pretty pretty, like, pretty, well, don't, don't, pretty heavy stuff. (laughs) It's heavy. Um, so she just recently came out of that and she's got a great story, um, to share how she's come out of that and what she's doing this moment in her life. And, um, yeah, I just want to have a great conversation with her. So all the people who are listening, um, I hope it, yeah, you take some great positivity, gold nuggets. If you are in a narcissist relationship, and this goes for men and women, um, and really struggling with it. And if you don't know if you're in a narcissist relationship, maybe we're also going to go through some narcissist personalities. And um, yeah, we're just going to dive in here. So and take it away and just share a little bit of your background and a little bit of your story. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rana, so much. Um, I guess to if your uh, audience has uh, questions or they're curious about the NLP and TLT, um, I'm master yeah. certified in the neurolinguistic programming, uh, timeline therapy, and hypnotherapy. Um, I'm currently a graduate student at Liberty University, so I'm um, studying to become a therapist. So that's kind of the trajectory, a lot of self-help, a lot of life coaching right now leading up to this momentous decision to go back to graduate school, which ending the relationship kind of triggered this new um, trajectory for me, which has been an awesome road. Not easy Uh exiting a relationship with a narcissist or to the benefit of the doubt that, you know, the potential narcissist that we're dealing with. But I think as everybody listens uh, more, they will be able to define what a narcissist is and what, what they aren't. So, um, yeah. So part of my, um, the relationship history, um, we were together for like 10 years, total of 15 years. Um, if you include the dating, um, and then we, um, it was, um, I would say I would describe it as like an elite narcissistic relationship where there was a lot of money, a lot of pretentious hobnobbing, 
um, with celebrities and, um, you know, giving the front that we are um, extremely wealthy when in uh, okay. reality, behind the scenes, things are corroding and neglected, like a typical narcissistic relationship. So, okay. Yeah. And then and I, then, and then I got out. Yeah. Which was a tough decision. And, but. and how, I mean, as far as the narcissist relationship, are you able, can you tap in a little bit of just some things that you, that you personally dealt with just so, um, maybe some of our audience, if they're in a narcissist relationship can kind of relate if they don't even, you know, if they don't know what kind of relationship mm -hmm. they're in. I mean, if you can tap into a little bit of that. Sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's important to, to kind of also understand like how we come about into narcissistic relationships. Um, I believe that we have like, everybody has narcissistic tendencies. I mean, our culture is very narcissistic, very right. self-centered. Um, I think it has to do with communication patterns and not necessarily your heart or a personality disorder. Um, I had communication patterns that um, kind of attracted the narcissist in the first place. And plus, like they are very attracted to empaths and uh, or empathic people. And so it's just kind of a good match. Um, but yeah, um, according to like the uh, DSM-5 or any kind of Google search, you'll see that narcissists have a very high sense of themselves. They're very grandiose in their plans. They tend to think that they're God's gift uh, to, uh, to the planet. You know, um, they have a great sense of entitlement. Um, they want to be treated like Kings. They breadcrumb, mm -hmm. they gaslight breadcrumbing is like, basically they'll give you just like a taste of their love, you know, like the love bombing in the beginning to catch you and to, um, trap you or hook you. And then, um, and then that goes away because they actually want to be worshiped and they deserve to be worshiped. They're entitled to your worship. Um, and so they'll, um, when they notice that you're going away or kind of withdrawing from the relationship, they'll breadcrumb, give you just a little bit more and a little bit more in order to kind of get that worship back. So that's breadcrumbing. Um, gaslighting, um, is, I love the way that the domestic violence resource center that I, um, I was, uh, took therapy in, uh, for a while and yeah. they described gaslighting as someone, and this is like actual physical violence, but it's, it can be emotional violence as well. It's like saying something and then denying that you've said it. Um, uh, but the way that they described it is saying, you know, an abuser will punch somebody punch their victim and, um, and say, what color is the sky? And they want you to say the sky is green, but you're like, the sky is blue because that's the truth. And then they'll punch right. you and say, what color is the sky? And you're like, it's blue. They'll punch you again and say, what color is the sky? And then you have to agree with them eventually by saying, it's green. Uh, okay. So what that mm -hmm. does in our psychology is, um, it starts these, um, just beliefs about ourselves, um, about our capabilities. And it really undercuts our self-esteem and our confidence to just even our, our own sense of integrity with who we are and our words that we speak. So that happens a lot in narcissistic relationships, unfortunately. Wow. And then you, let's take it back. Cause you said love bombing and that's so weird because <laughs> I've heard, I've, I've heard that like, um, with another, with another therapist and what technically is that? Um, yeah, because there's also love addict and love bombing. 
And mm-hmm. what are, what is that? What is that love bombing? What is that technically? Like, can you give me an example of that? If some, I don't know, that might be like some that could have happened to somebody else or maybe somebody yeah. done that. What is that? I think, I think what's key about, I think a narcissist and, yeah. um, you know, other people too, but it's different. Like with narcissists, I've seen them use your greatest qualities, right? They see your strengths. They see what you're into, where you've invested your time and energy in. And what they do is they, they say, wow, that's so valuable. Um, they'll try to get you to work for them or use your talents because you're so talented, but it's, it's for their benefit. It's for, it's to help them in some way. And so that's a lot of times how they hook people. They'll, they'll start to, um, place compliments on you, even invest in whatever talent. They might give you money for certain things so that you can become this great, um, you know, painter or dancer or speaker, whatever it is that you um, are exhibiting. And so they'll, they'll love bomb you um, for that. So they give compliments, they'll give you money, they'll give you gifts. Um, Mm. And then, uh, and it's, it's like strings attached. They, they, nothing in this life is free. I mean, if you really know that, like there's an energy exchange. And so if you think, and empaths are very giving, they're very loving. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'll just take whatever, you know, like whatever comes, whatever goes, and I'm going to give back in my way. No, with a Mm -hmm. narcissist, it's very strategic and they will expect a specific performance from you. And if you're not performing, uh, to what they want, then they will pull it away as a form of Mm. punishment in order to redirect your energy, to behave specifically the way that they want you to. Wow. So that's what, that's the purpose of love bombing. And so it's training, you kind of just, it's training. So you kind of don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Really. Until you're all up, (laughs) until you're really all up in it. I mean, I'm just kind of, because I'm just going with like, wow, if I, if that was, I'm putting myself in that situation. So I'm like, wow, that was happening to me and be like, oh, wow, this is so great. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Like what? So, and then you just keep going into that relationship longer, longer. It's yeah. Just like you said, they're grooming, but There's it's more of the grooming. So they're grooming to really, they just want to control you, correct? Like, is it more yeah. that? Like, they just For want sure. to. They, and they like, you're theirs and no more. Their love, like, we, so just using that example of love bombing, like, we as women were like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. They love us. They're showing uh-huh. all this affection towards us, and we feel built up. But in their minds, they don't have like an emotional center for like love and empathy. I just don't, I think that that's been so blocked off and damaged from their own childhood that they only go for power and control. And so from their perspective, they're training us and it's something to be, um, to be paid attention to as a woman, because I mean, come on, we can, we're naive. Sometimes we can be like, if somebody shows affection or attention, we're like, wow, this is love, but they have another motive to train us. And it's psychologically behavioral conditioning. Like if you don't do something, I'm going to punish you. Um, if you do something good, I'm going to reward you. That stuff go like men use that all the time. They use it all the time. They train women how to behave based on that. And if you're not careful, you can fall into the hands of an abusive person. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. So do they kind of, um, like a, a real narcissist, they probably would prey on, I'm just trying to think, like, as far as women, as far as a, a man, what do they prey on? Like, what are their things that they really look for in a woman that's like, oh, I'm going to get her, I'm going to hook her, like, this is, like, what are some characters or traits for us women that they would look for that we probably need to be careful? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, like, no, this, you know? this is that's like, a great oh, question. No. A lot. My mind is like filtering through all these, all the answers. Um, you know, one thing that I would say that women can work on is um, calling people out, you know, calling the kettle black, oh. questioning things okay. like they, because I feel like before this relationship, I, I mean, they, it's not that they look for naive, but I want to say there's a, there's an, like um, a quality of naivete in women. And it's, they, they go for really strong well, uh, uh, women, really resilient women, um, women who are um, kind of that creative, free spirit, because with that fluidity of a personality, they can easily manipulate that. And so, uh -huh. um, you know, I'm more, I'm kind of wanting to answer that as a means of like, you know, if you want to protect yourself or guard yourself against being manipulated or being drawn into a relationship like this, you have to really set your roots. You have to like know who you are. You have to be living your life um, in uh -huh. a really strong way so that if someone tried to kind of knock you off the horse, you're like, I'm not getting off my horse. This is, this is my path. This is where I'm going. And um, so they look for in the, in, so it kind of answers it in the opposite light. So, you know, if you're not that um, you can be easily persuaded to kind of go along someone else's vision. You have to have a very strong mm -hmm. vision, you know, of who you are and where you're going if you don't. And then also another day, I'm going to kind of like building no. upon these concepts. Um, yeah. But the empaths, um, they, they're, they're not all about their ego, right? So they're, I mean, I would say even to some extent, there's so much in the spirit, so much in the energy of feeling things and, and it's a lovely world to be. And so when we come into contact with really strong egotistical people, I mean, ego isn't bad, good or, you know, I mean, it's bad if it's hurtful to people, but ego is the executive function to get stuff done in the world. And so yeah. um, when we have a healthy balance between being empathic um, and egotistical, like we, we need our ego to develop personality, to, to develop a career path, to pursue right. things that we want. And um, so when that's underdeveloped, uh, the narcissist can easily come in and use your underdeveloped ego to be built for his purposes. And then oh, yet we're, we're okay. still empathic and we're like, we still feel things. And if that's our dominant side of how we function in the world, it's dangerous. So you need to build up a, a little bit of an ego for yourself too. You know, I think it's healthy. Wow. Yeah. So no, it's really, really, that's really good because see, I thought it just in my thinking, I figured a narcissist would look more for quiet you know, like quiet, kind of shy, like more, I don't know, easy, like that personality-wise a woman, passive, that's real easy. So that's what I would think, naturally think a narcissist would prey on or would attract, mm -hmm. you know? So it's funny because you said the, you said the complete opposite. Yeah. They, I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. You know, I'm sure that some of them do but I've read some articles where they go for strong and resilient. Um, but it's about the, 
the underdeveloped mm-hmm. ego, the, um, the lacking wow. in self-awareness, the lacking of self-awareness of like who you are, how you're showing up in the world. They won't go wow. after um, a woman who is really strong, who is able to kind of see through their bullshit right away. Um, Got it. You know, and like questioning things like, okay, buddy, you know, but if they know that they're so, they are so strategic, they are 30 steps ahead, they will be able to reflect, um, be a mirror, be a fake mirror to who you are and just be um, uh, matching your qualities to make it look like, oh, we're a great match. Look at us. We, we have so much, so many things in common and mm. um, they kind of draw you in that way. So it's, it's a very, it's a very slippery slope, but they are, they are like 20 steps ahead. And no matter how smart you are too, you, um, you know, and I think yeah, no matter how smart you are, you, you might find yourself still uh, several steps behind them, even if you're trying, if you're on them, you know, if you're, oh, I know what you're doing. I see your strategy. So, right. Um, how did you, I mean, how did you get the curve? I mean, how did you get out, you know, of, of your situation and, and how did that, how, how was that for you? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I love this question because I think a lot of people struggle in narcissistic relationships and they're terribly mm-hmm. miserable and unhappy. And, um, it is, it is the most difficult thing to get out of. I mean, I just want to honor whoever's going through this right now and just say, I see you and I know your experiences. And they honestly, when you start talking to people, they are the same. It almost sounds textbook, like the things that we hear, the things that we experience. Um, it can be terrifying because it's, to a degree, psychologically, we have a learned helplessness. It's like when we have attempted to get out, um, uh, they have either verbally abused us, attacked us in some way, maybe physically abused us, taken away privileges in order to basically tell you it's not okay that you leave. And when you try, we're going to make sure that you're punished. Again, that behavioral conditioning that happens so um, that you stay longer. Um, but when you do try to get out, you have to kind of overcome those hurdles of that learned helplessness, um, in your psychology, knowing like, okay, I'm going to try to get out and I'm going to feel discouraged, Mm -hmm. but I have to overcome that discouragement. Um, I had, um, training, you know, the neuro-linguistic programming really helped me. The timeline therapy helped me. Um, and the hypnotherapy helped me as I went through these trainings, I was, Wow. Considering leaving. And I, I didn't know how, and I think when you get into understanding your own personal psychology, the programs that you're running in your mind, um, the behavior that you're modeling from your childhood, whatever that is, um, and you Mm. become more aware of that, then you're more empowered to make the choices that you can. Um, but, uh, more specifically, I think you need to have a very strong hope. Um, you know, there's a spiritual element to getting out. You have to know you're unconditionally loved no matter what. And the love that you've been experiencing is not love at all. It's power and control and, um, it's time to get out, you know, that, and, and it's good to know that you are accepted just as you are, that people people will receive you even on your bad days. They're not going to turn their back on you. Um, they're not going to put you down or say, well, I like you today because of this. And then I'm, I hate you right now because I'm in a bad mood. 
Um, so I think the spiritual element of knowing that they're fully loved and fully supported. And if they don't believe yeah. that, um, they need to pursue relationships that confirm that to them. Um, another side of getting out successfully would be um, to make sure that you have community around you because um, mm. it's not a friendly fight. It's not anything that I would suggest like going through alone. Um, yeah. so you need to have a strong community, especially because the narcissist really guts who you are. Like you, wow. they gut everything about your personality if you're in it for a long time anyway. Um, and so having a strong community that reflects your values and um, your enjoy, like what you like to do, um, or at least what you used to like to do, because it's hard to find yourself again, like after so much has been mm -hmm. gutted. Um, but surround yourself wow. by loving and supportive people. Um, make sure you have therapy lined up um, so that you can get the support you need for like emotional, verbal, physical abuse, spiritual, re um, religious, you know, it, financial right. abuse. I mean, they hit all of those boxes. So um, you really wow. want to be set yourself up for that. Yeah, it's a, it's a serious deal <laughs> taking off, you know. So I hope I answered what, the question. Um, I know it's, I kind of tried to hit yeah, all of it. Yeah. All of it. I know it's a lot too, but like what, um, what are some examples if someone at this moment is in a relationship and they really don't know if they're with a narcissist or not? Like, can you, can you give like an example of, I don't know, like this, this is kind of what a narcissist relationship is kind of like, um, just yeah just for if anybody's out there if there's anyone out there that really don't, you know they really don't know they've thought about it but then they kind of go like ah no it's fine no they're not you know kind of struggling mm -hmm. to like figure out if it is or not so what are some I don't know if you can just like give an example of what it's like to be in a narcissist relationship if someone's in there trying to figure that out themselves yeah um yeah it's I think uh, again, I'm going to try to hit all the levels. You know, there is a gut yeah. feeling that you have, you have a gut feeling that this person okay. is sick and twisted. Like, let's get straight with that. Like, you're kind of like, this shouldn't be happening right now. You know, like, I don't okay. feel right about this. They're listen to your gut, listen to your intuition. One example of like, I, it's kind of hard to say because, um, I was, I would say I was with a covert narcissist. He's very, very slick, very tricky. Um, he would, so anytime my, my gut feeling would come up and I ask him about things, all of a sudden everything would be dismissed. What I wanted to do, like if I had plans like, Hey, let's go, let's go to visit my family for, um, for Christmas. Hey, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk about that later. We'll come back. Never did it. Was it talked about again? So there's, there's a way of just dismissing every kind of point of contact, right? Like you want to have contact with your significant other and, um, he would just always dismiss it. And like, we'd never, you know, come back to it. And again, that was that learned helplessness. Anytime I tried to reach out, it would be dismissed or redirected to what he wanted to do. Um, they use, they use your energy to serve and support their interests. And so I would say, you know, assess your relationship, assess the, the, um, conversations that you've had and truly look at yourself because you, you eventually, you don't even see yourself and what you want. You see the narcissist and what he wants. That's, I mean, if you're in deep, 
if the audience isn't deep, you know, in their relationship, they don't see themselves anymore. So take some time to look at yourself and see how many times did I put out a desire to do something with this significant other? How many times did Mm -hmm. they dismiss it and get real because sometimes they do support it, but then try to Mm -hmm. track that down. Sometimes they'll be like, oh yeah, I gave you money for whatever shopping or whatever for that program that you wanted. But you have to really discern if that was for their interest, if they looped that back to themselves somehow, or if it was truly to support you and your growth as an individual um, or your mm-hmm. connection or your relationship. Um, you know, and, and more, I mean, they, <laughs> they might withhold sex again, you know, from you, they might, um, accuse you of cheating you know they they do all sorts of stuff um the breadcrumbing um but they do this stuff to to control your behavior to tell you kind of where to shift and they do it for little things most of the time they'll start fights with like if you're in a good mood if you're just happy like on your own um Mm -hmm. they don't like that you're that you have autonomy that you're powerful or feeling good on your own they criticize that they'll judge it they'll say oh my god like in their head like why is she feeling good because ultimately they don't feel good they don't feel powerful they feel weak they feel insecure so when they see someone else being insecure being secure being confident they don't like that so the way that they feel better about themselves is they'll put you down and then raise you to the emotional level that they can handle. Um, and they do that through putting you down, making snide comments. You know, they could make like, oh, I saw you flirting with that guy last night when we were at dinner, or you were looking at the waiter, or it's just these little tiny covert remarks that make you feel like crap. And then once they know that they've lowered your, your energy level, then they love bomb, or they'll give you a compliment at the very thing that they want you to express. So say, um, they don't want you to look good, you know, and they'll say, wow, I saw that waiter checking you out at dinner or whatever. Like that outfit that you wore was, was really, was really something It got attention. You must've liked that, you know? And then you're like, well, feeling bad about it, but then they'll say, Hey, you know, you did really good at playing, um, tennis the other day or some, something like that, where you feel bad about your presentation of who you are, but then they'll compliment you in the behavior that they want to see. So that's like the behavioral conditioning. So I hope that helps. I mean, it's, it's very covert, very tricky. Um, you know, or they'll put down your hobbies and then praise you in the times that you have come alongside where their hobbies are so oh. so that they'll they'll condition you to to serve them to be with them so it sounds like i mean as you're explaining everything <laughs> i'm like it sounds one emotionally like constant up down up down and then mm-hmm. mentally just kind of like yeah i i mean i could see how mental it's like uh, what is it? I want to say like a, like, yeah, it's like a brain, like F you, like it's, it's a, really it's like, a, cl- it's, yeah. like it, it, it's a mind. Fuck. It's, it's a mind. Fuck. That's just- <laughs> exactly. Mind fuck. And then it's like very emotional up and down. It's both of those, mm-hmm. which sound, which is a lot. Okay. So you said you were with a covert. So, so mm-hmm. how many, so how many like narcissist person? So covert 
explain that one more like explain that so a narcissist personality so the covert is um well i don't um, have like the textbook definition but i oh, would say it's just up. really it's really under the radar they're not okay. um if somebody were to say oh you know is he actively abusing you you'd be like mm, i don't know like no he doesn't okay. Like you wouldn't okay. be able to outright say like, he's, he might not be verbally like you're a total, you know, B word. And I can't be, you're disgusting. And this and that they're not like that. Like they, okay. it's more covert. It's more um, subtext. It's the subtext. And I, I wanted to say, you know, with things like the examples I did, I just shared, I want the audience to keep in mind that if you're dealing with a true narcissist, this isn't normal conversation. Like this isn't just them off the cuff, having an, a spontaneous conversation about the waiter and, you know, Hey, maybe you should, I loved the way you looked at my event or whatever. This isn't a spontaneous, this is highly calculated conversation in order to get you to behave the way that they want to. If it was like a normal person, then it would, it would be a lot different and there would be a lot more um, free discussion but they are okay. highly calculated. And um, so women and men who have dealt with that, you have to understand um, proper boundaries and just knowing yourself from the inside out, like being able to call it what it is, you know, call, calling the kettle black, calling it out. So that's that, right. like covert, okay. that's the covert way of manipulating people. Okay. So. And then another question I was thinking um, because obviously there's women who are narcissists too. Is there more, I was, I, I don't know if it's the right question to say, but it's like, I wonder, are men more narcissists than women are more narcissists in a relationship? Or is it like maybe half an hour? I'm, I don't know. Like, cause I'm sure yeah. there are some men out there who maybe have been in a relationship and the, and the woman's a narcissist. Like, I'm just curious. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Like, are there more men that are more narcissists with the women or, or is it half and half or I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just curious. Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of a, a tricky question, but I will say that, um, to determine that, um, I think it's mm -hmm. probably half and half to straight, you know, okay. like there's probably just an equal amount, but the way to discern yeah. that is, are people looking for genuine and authentic connection or are they looking for power and control? Because mm -hmm. if they have shut down their heart, like they're not interested in connecting, they're not interested in any kind of overlap in the relationship or like a give and take, then that could okay. be something to question. Um, I think that men um, may have been hurt by women who are very manipulative. Like if I, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, I haven't met very, I don't think I've met a I narcissistic woman before. But my guess is that she knows how powerful she can be. She knows how to play yeah. men really well and, yeah. um, and can use their weaknesses, use their Achilles heel to, to serve her. Yeah. And, um, and she doesn't give back, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I'm not sure about how men experience narcissistic women, although. Narcissist, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but just to be just on the lookout, I mean, look for that, uh, that empathy, that good, that good, healthy, give and take mutual understanding, um, open conversations. I mean, your conversation should be intimate. 
um, about where you're going, you know, where you're going in a relationship, what your expectations are, um, Mm -hmm. what, if you want to build together or not, you know, and it should be mutual and there should be maturity to say like, Hey, if you're not on the same page, then it's okay to split. It's okay to be friends. Like if you don't, if you don't have the same goals, like there should be maturity Mm -hmm. to just call it, you know, in a narcissistic relationship, there's never maturity to be like, oh yeah, you know, like, I guess you're right. Um, let's see, let's just stay friends and let's date other people or whatever it is, you know? There's always some sort of hook to kind of, oh, let's keep trying. Well, maybe if we change this situation or this environment, maybe we'll work out. Nope. Dude, if the dynamic is bad from the beginning, like it's bad and you just have to get the courage to leave and recognize it. So it doesn't change. It only gets. It really sounds like your, and just what you said if it's like a huge gut intuition, if this Mm -hmm. is, um, a healthy relationship or not, if this is toxic, I mean, it just sounds like there's really no way of like saying the specific points and like, this is exactly Mm -hmm. how, you know, a narcissist is or whatever this is that it really, it seems like it's more really with that gut intuition and your, um, yeah. Just like that gut feeling. That's what it sounds like. And what you're yeah. giving me. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, looking for the gaslighting, you know, people who deny, who say something and then immediately deny that they've, um, that they right. said that, that would be more of like the overt, like the, the out in the open narcissist, they'll say something and deny, um, the covert kind of has intent. They they'll deny their intentions. So everything looks good on oh. paper, but their intentions will be, if you call them out on their intentions, I'll, oh no, oh. I, I didn't mean that, even though they were intentionally they trying really to intimidate you or scare you. Um, Got it. So. Got it. Wow. So, um, wow, that was, that was really good. I mean, that was really interesting because it's a big, that's a really, really big, um, it's a big topic to talk about. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people out there that are in, um, a relationship that you've come out of and let's, okay. So while we're going to wrap up, what is it like now that you've been out of that and you're coming oh, yeah. out, like you've been out on the other side. So we're going to end it with, what does it feel like if you've left a narcissist, you are like <laughs> on your own path. Like, how is that feeling? Like, how's your life right now? Yeah, I, <laughs> I have so much joy. I have so much joy. And I want to say that part of that comes from, I did the work, like I did the work in the relationship to clear my projections. Like we have people who are in a narcissistic relationship have some unfinished business. I'll just say that. Like if you find yourself in a relationship and it sucks and you're like, I want out, start doing the work, start cleaning up yourself. What am I doing? How am I treating this person? How am I treating this person like shit? You know, mm-hmm. like disrespect. I mean, where's your entitlement? What do you feel entitled right. to in the relationship? What do you feel like you, you need from the other person that you're begging them to give you something that you can't, that they can't give you, right? Cause narcissists, yeah. they can't, they can't give you emotional support. They can't give you any kind of love. And so if you're mm-hmm. still struggling and wrestling with that, Um, you need to start doing the work and that I did that work. And so I feel like in the whole 10 years that we were married, um, I was working like a dog, like on my own self, like saying, how can I support myself? How can I 
clear these projections? How can I become more honest? How can I become more respectful of myself and other people? Um, how am I presenting myself in this relationship? Do I present myself as being authentic or am I hiding mm-hmm. things? Am I trying to manipulate like a lot of, I think a lot of people, and, um, I don't want to go to say that like women are like this, but we can come across as kind of like whiny, like, Oh, I need you to do this. And like, Oh, I just, and if you don't, then my life is over. Kind of, we get a little nihilistic (laughs) in like a whiny emotional way. And guys really view that as manipulative and like terrible. And, um, you know, at least as narcissists, I mean, I know nothing, nothing I did worked, but, um, so you have to kind of grow up like in the relationship. And if you use these opportunities to say, wow, how am I being a jerk? How am I, um, not providing what I need emotionally, mentally, um, financially for myself. Um, if you use that, then you can really benefit from the relationship with a narcissistic. You can actually change it, uh, to help you the most. And so since I did all the work, I feel like I am like one of the happiest people I know (laughs) after I left, I am, I am like settled with myself. Like all that unfinished business is like, I don't, I don't care. And especially because you go through hell leaving. That's, that's like the final, that's the final test really is like, how much did you really learn? And, and so you just acclimate to, to going through it. And once you beat your, beat your devils, you know, beat beat the demons, you, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm really happy, I guess. Um, I would say I went through, I know a lot of, a lot of people, um, struggle with still wanting to be with the narcissist. They want that relationship. They're used to the love bombing. They're used to kind of like that toxic cycle. And see, I never bought into that. And so I was always resisting that. I was always trying to create strategies to overcome that, but I know that people wrestle with that. And so what I would say to that is um, you definitely have to understand that you're dealing with someone who is not out for your best interest you have to do the no contact um, because every time you make contact and try to communicate, try to text, they're going to rope you back in. They're going to use what you say for, to serve them and against your best interest. They're going to constantly yeah. be in that pattern. And so part of the, the freedom and the joy that I have is found in no contact. Um, we, we only text about, about our kids. Um, and even still, it's like, very business-like and contractual, like this is what's happening. That's it. Right. Um, and, um, but yeah, no contact. Um, and again, that hope, you know, the hope that I mentioned earlier about like hope to leave that there's love on the other side, there's unconditional, um, love for you and acceptance. There's something better for you that's waiting. Yeah. And, um, and then understanding that there might be a time where you're single, I'm, I'm fully enjoying my, my singleness right now Yeah, Um, yeah. because I, I was used to build up somebody else's life, you know? And so now it's like, oh my gosh, like I have my energy back. I can use it to invest in myself and my kids and my, my school. And that feels good. You know, it's, it's ultimate freedom to have Mm -hmm. your own life back, to not have the, the, like the leech, the leeches in you, you know, the energy suck the mind games that go on you're when you really leave you 
I mean, and it's been like a couple years now. So it's like the toxicity, it doesn't leave right away. You know, it's, okay. it, it, it's um, like now I would say it's like pretty much out and gone, but in the beginning, for sure. Like there was a couple dreams where he was being nice to me and I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but our, we right. were so deceived in the relationship that they cared that we, there's a part of us that still want that in the beginning stages when we leave. Um, but you just have to keep knowing that there's something else better. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm well, a you lot look- happier. Yeah. Well, I can see, I mean, she, sure. um, anybody, anyone who's watching, um, yeah. I mean, I can just see you radiate, um, yeah, your, your face and everything. So I'm just, yes, I'm very proud of you. I mean, <laughs> I think what you're doing is, is amazing. And I love the fact that you're a life coach and I'm so excited of even the people who will reach out to you to that are, you know, even in the same, yeah, going through the yeah. same exact thing. And I mean, just so many people that you're, you're going to be able to help with your story yeah. and with your journey. And that's just the beauty of, that's the beauty of this life, really. You know, right. like it, we all go through, we all go through, yes, we all go through a bunch of shit. And it's just amazing of like, yeah. through all of our pain, what was it? I read the other day, what was it? Pain, Oh gosh, I wish I had it, but it was like pain equals or pain with pain comes out magic or mm. something. It was something in regard to like, wow, that's really, really good. And we all can suffer. We all go through pain in this life. And, um, but the thing is, is once you go through just all the stuff that you go through and coming out on the other side, it's really amazing who we become and, it, right. it kind of, I mean, it can, it, I'm sure you probably have shocked. I'm even actually shocked of even like where I've been like from a year. Like, I'm like, wow, I've gone through a lot and I've come out of a long way, but yeah. you said you've done the work. I've also poured, you know, you pour mm-hmm. into yourself and you really like, you got to grow. And that's just something, obviously it's like you pour into yourself daily and you have to mm-hmm. do that. Um, so I think it's great. I, um, I'm going to wrap this up, but I thank you so cool. much, Leanne, for being on the show. I'm sure you will come back one of these days when you've probably, I don't know, you've written a book. <laughs> I can see that happening. I don't know. Like yeah. Something like that. It, it's, yes. It's so, on the um, goal board. It's on the goal really? board. I've, yeah. See, I totally for thought, sure. I was like, she's probably going to write a book. Yeah, it would be <laughs> great. So she will be back on the show. I hope everyone has enjoyed a little bit of our conversation. And um, yeah, guys, that's a wrap. And we will, uh, you'll hear from me next time or see me if you're watching YouTube. All right, guys. Bye. Okay. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on Life Gone Real. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. Definitely rate it. Leave comments. I'd love to get into your lives a little. Send me some topics you'd like to talk about or if there's anything you're possibly going through in your life. I'm so glad you're here with me on this journey. Cheers to you and have a great day.